Welcome to Walking in His Word, everybody. Coming at you from Cornerstone Church in Highland, Michigan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Walking in His Word. Obviously, you just heard the intro and we're back. That's we're right. coming at you from Cornerstone Church right here in Highland, Michigan. Come on. Pastor Lucas here with my co-host, Pastor Aaron. Oh, man, we are in the middle of this fast, prayer and fasting. We actually, um, let's see here, we had our prayer meeting this morning. That's right, we did. Yes, we did. It was awesome. Our prayer meetings have been so special. Oh, they've been fire, man. Man, I just feel like oh, something about these prayer meetings, it's just something personally happened inside me, Pastor Aaron. <laughs> I feel like the Lord is... Just shining on me, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and and I'm loving every month, every minute of it. It's been awesome. Yeah, this has actually been one of the uh, one of the greatest times of of prayer and fasting. I think where with the Lord speaking to me that I've had in a long time. Wow, um, it's it's been it's been just an awesome awesome time for me. And our prayer meetings have been phenomenal. So if you want to come on out, maybe maybe you got a little bit of lunchtime, you got a nice lunch break on Thursday, come on out, join us for that. Also Saturday mornings, nine o'clock, we got prayer meetings. Um, so that those will be our, our last couple during this time of prayer and fasting. But Yesterday, Pastor, like you said something that I wanted to to kind of expand on. So if you didn't listen yesterday, uh, you can go to our podcast. You can get yesterday's episode, listen to it because it was a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, today, I want to talk about just for a minute the idea of being honest in your secret place with God. Yeah, because I think that sometimes, especially people maybe who who grew up in church most of their life, uh, you know, we kind of were. were taught kind of how to pray. We were given uh, some examples of how to pray. Uh, we were taught to memorize the Lord's Prayer. Uh, like This is kind of how you pray. There's this order of things and the, the priorities of how you pray. You know, I remember in, in Sunday school, they would teach us to pray like, we had this little acronym, we yeah. pray joy. Yeah. You, know, you pray Jesus first, then others, and then yourself last. But man, there's sometimes... When you're you're just you're you're hurting, or mm-hmm. there's just something weighing on your heart, or there's just a, a cry out to God, and I just want to encourage you, it's okay to just be honest in the secret place with God. Let's go to the message. Chris and Deanne Apke were feeling overwhelmed by a looming financial challenge. In desperation, they took some time late one evening after settling their kids into bed to pray and to seek the Lord's help. As they sat together on their living room couch, making their petitions known to God, suddenly an audible voice began to speak. If you need help, call 911. If you need help, call 911. They heard the voice say this about four or five times, and then it stopped. Mystified, Chris and Deanne just looked at each other. The voice seemed to be coming from the garage, so they cautiously opened up the garage door and flipped on the garage lights, not sure what they would find. Everything everything was in its place except for a small toy ambulance belonging to their son that lay by itself in the center of the garage floor. Chris picked up the ambulance, pushed a button next to its emergency lights, and the voice began to speak. If you need help, call 911. As they wondered aloud how the toy had activated on its own accord, suddenly the Holy Spirit seemed to nudge Chris with these words. If you need help, call 911. 
Psalm 91, verse 1. Going back to the Scriptures, the verse had an entirely new meaning to them as they read it together. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. Chris and Deanne understood this incident to be God's way of directing their hearts to a renewed commitment to that secret place relationship with Him. The inference was that God would direct their steps related to their financial needs as they gave themselves to intimacy of abiding in the presence of the Almighty. The secret place, Psalm 91, verse 1. Well, I read Psalm 27, verses 5 and 8. Psalm 31, verses 19 and 20 says this, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. And of course, Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and strength or fortress. My God in him I will trust. And of course, in the New Testament, Jesus talks about this secret place, doesn't he? But, when, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Well, what is this secret place? Well, first and foremost, it's a place where you cultivate a secret life with God. It's a place where you literally sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to him. Kind of like Mary, who was sitting at the feet of Jesus, just listening to what he was speaking to to her. It's a place where your heart is open to God, where your soul is restored in the presence of the Lord, and where your spirit is revived. In its most simplest of terms or definitions, what is a secret place? It is the place of being alone with God. It is your alone time with God. I want to talk about that. How do you enter into this secret place? Well, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, Jesus says, when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. Pray to your Father, listen to this, who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret shall reward you openly. Go to your room, shut the door, pray to your Father. And the promise there is God is in the secret place. He is already there waiting for you. It's not like you go to your room, you shut the door, and then you wait for God to join you. God is in the room of the shut door waiting for you to enter that room and shut the door. That makes sense? He's already waiting for you. So the first thing you got to do is go into your room. Now, this could be a little room. Uh, could be your bedroom, could be your office room, could be your walk-in closet, could be your study room, uh, whatever that room might be. But it's not so much a literal room. Of course, it can be. Uh, but you go into your room, that's, it's a place of no distractions. A place of no distractions. Jesus 
his secret room, and Mark chapter 1, verse 35, was out in the countryside, away from everybody, a place of no distractions. It says in Mark 1, 35, now in the morning, have arisen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. So what is that room? It's the place of no distractions. That's the secret place, the place of no distractions. And what do you do? You shut the door. Shut the door. Now, that could be a literal door, or it could be you're shutting the door like emotionally or mentally. Can you understand what I'm talking about here? You shut the door, and Jesus is there. You know, my secret room, I have a number of different secret rooms. My secret room is my bedroom, and my wife can testify that I have my devotions there. And what do I do? I shut the door because that helps me spiritually and mentally to, like, shut out all the distractions. Shut out all the distractions. Now, my wife comes in at times to bring me a cup of coffee, a fresh cup of coffee, and that's no distraction. That's liquid productivity, and it's part of the anointing of God. <laughs> uh, somebody say amen to that, right? Amen to that. But you shut the door. Well, as many times I shut the door to my office. Just shut the door. Sometimes I'll lock that door. Sometimes I come into the sanctuary and the, during office hours, and I turn out all the lights, and I'm just alone. Sometimes I go on a prayer walk where I'm alone. And the, uh, the idea here is that secret place is that alone time, a place of no distractions where you literally physically or spiritually or mentally, you shut out the world and there you pray. I too, Pastor Aaron, prefer the prayer walk. Even on a cold winter day, yeah, I, I like to get outside and move and walk. Um, and a lot of people in, the, in my neighborhood, I've been living in this house now. It'll be four years this summer. Okay, and so I've met a lot of the the the, the, the people in the neighborhood now. Yeah, and you get into conversations. They they current they turn to they come to find out I'm a pastor at Cornerstone Church, and um, you know it's a, it's those are great conversations, and then. I'm always walking around the neighborhood mm -hmm. because I'm always doing the prayer walks. I'm walking the dog, but I'm walking around the neighborhood quite a bit. And I'll, I'll frequently have some pretty loud worship music coming from my pocket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the neighbors will be out in their yard and I'll kind of be walking by with the worship music playing and they'll hear it or they'll drive up in their car and they'll stop to say hi and they'll hear the worship music coming from my pocket. And of course, I'll, I'll pause it and I'll talk a little bit and... And so they're kind of getting used to that a little bit with me. And this one neighbor in particular had a real funny interaction with him okay. this summer. I was walking <laughs> the dog, and uh, him and his wife see me in the car as they're driving down the street, and they just pull up right next to me and stop, and they hear something coming from my pocket. It's it's not music. It's just a, a man talking. Yeah. And so I pause it, and he goes, ah, doing some studying while you're walking the dog, huh? And I'm like, nope, just listen to a sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> and he laughed, and he thought that was hilarious. He just laughed and laughed and laughed. And uh, he goes, yeah, I guess I shouldn't assume you're always just studying and praying. I said, I don't always just study and pray. Sometimes I'm out here just doing secular things. And he laughed even more. Um, but I, I say all that just to say, I mean, hmm, do people know you as a praying person? Hmm, that's good. Uh, do your children see you pray or know you pray? Does your spouse know you as a as a praying person? Mm-hmm. I I think that it's important that people do know you to pray. That's good. Yeah, you know, I find it interesting when my neighbors pull up next to me in the car and they're just assume that I'm listening to a message or listening to worship music or I'm praying and they they ask me, oh, what you listening to? You <laughs> yeah, know? and at yeah. times I am listening to a message or a worship music, but other times I'm just kind of <laughs> relaxing and just listening to sports podcasts. Yeah, but the the what I like is they think I'm, I'm doing something. Yeah, that's their first per- assumption pertaining to the Lord. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, all right, you know, let's not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, that's good. Come on, let your light shine. When I first moved into my neighborhood, one of the first things I did is I just put a sign in my front yard that, that for an, like a Cornerstone Church sign. Yeah, yeah. In my yard. And immediately, many people saw me and said, oh, you're a Christian, you're a Christian. And I was like, I'm a pastor at Cornerstone Church right here with this <laughs> sign. And they're like, oh my gosh, we always pray that Christians move into this neighborhood. Wow, that's awesome. And I was like, that's amazing. And <laughs> so let people know, don't be ashamed. Yeah, it's good. And uh, so, hey, we'll be right back here, listeners, tomorrow morning. Walking in his word. Thank you for listening to our show today. You can find more information at our website, cornerstonehighland.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We'd love to see you at church one day. Please do not be a stranger. 